In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and with me, as always, is my mutilated corpse in the snow, the one, the only. Travis Rats here. Travis Rats is with me, and we are talking comic books. Comic Exposure Podcast, we either dive deep into a graphic novel or a trade, or we go into the world of uh, what's going on in nerddom. And you are in luck, because this is the annual spooky book episode. Oh, I love it. One of my favorite annuals. A spooky book episode, and we have a guest on for the spooky book, Andrew Gonsalvi, friend of the show, local spooky person is here with us. Hello, Andrea. Hi, everyone. Good to well, see you guys. <laughs> welcome to Spookville. Well, welcome to being spooky. Getting spooky with comedy. It's been a long time since we had a guest. I'm kind of terrified. Yeah, it's going to be weird. Luckily, you're in a, a very dark room, so guess. we can't see you. So it's, it's, yeah. your room is very dark. You're like, but it's a, also very spooky. It is very spooky. It is very spooky. Um, <laughs> glad you put those all up for Halloween. That's good. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and make a declaration. I want to call, uh, Andrea, the uh, final girl of the Comic Exposure podcast. Yes, she's uh, the final girl of Comic Exposure. All right, so we're reading a book. We're reading a Dark Horse spooky book. Uh, and this was sign of a, a kind of a random pick. Um, I saw the cover for it, read the thing for it. We were looking for a spooky book. And I said, let's give it a shot. Uh, so we're reading Cold Bodies out on Dark Horse Comics. The script was by Magdalene Vistaggio with art by Andrea Muti and lettering by Nate Picos. I said all of those Picos. wrong, I am sure. Uh, I apologize to the folks and their names, but Magdalene, uh, Andre, Andrea, and Nate. I believe this- it's probably just because I've got a little Italian in me. I think it's Andrea Muti. Mm. And if you do it like this, you could. Andrea I'm moving Muti. my hands frantically, Andrea audience. Muti. Andrea Muti. Mutt. Andrea Mutt. Uh, Andrea Mutt. Uh, all right. So Andrea Muddy. Andrea. Andrea. Andrea Muddy. So Andre Muteball. Yeah. So this episode is a, a favorite of Comic Exposure, where we where we read a spooky book to get in the Halloween mood. Uh, so before we get into Cold Bodies, before we talk what it's about. I want to start with a little question, Travis Rats and Andrea. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. it's spooky season, mm-hmm. Travis. I know that you have sort of a you have like a thing you do when you go to read when you go to like you know read a spooky book. Did you get through? You're in a new apartment with none of your stuff. How did you mm. set the mood for a spooky book? Well, I was just telling you off air that in this old 1840 German uh, apartment that I'm living in, there's a basement. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and you read it down in the basement. It's super, I was thinking about it. I was really going to do it. And then it got too scary. <laughs> here's here's the thing. I didn't want to like right right now. I'm just moving in. And like I, I didn't want to be yeah. too forward with the ghosts down there. It's like it's really carving out your territory. If you're like your your first oh, yeah. week in here, yeah. you're like I'm going to come down, chill with you all. I think we need to establish some 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 like light booze some light scares you know yeah, some yeah. things like that and then i then i'm like you know what let me go investigate you know 
a boxcar kid, a Nancy Drew style, uh, if you will. Uh, Not too spooky, just spooky yeah. enough, right? And, and right more, now, you want to start mystery. Super spooky down there. Yeah. <laughs> Is there like a furnace down there that looks like a person, like looks like a monster when you go down there? There's all <laughs> kinds of water heaters. Uh-huh. They make weird sounds. There's clanks and stuff when there's you get clanks, down there. There's clanks, there's clunks, there's, there's, or here, there's a lot of, in this book we're talking about, there's a lot of crunches. A lot of crunches, yeah. a lot of crunches. Uh, Andrea, how about you? How do you go about, are you like, so this is October and I, I believe if your Instagram stories tell me anything, you watch like five <laughs> scary movies a night uh, during the Halloween month of October. How do, how do you prepare yourself to read the spooky book? Did you do anything different? Where did you read it? What was this like for you? How did you get in the mood um, for a spooky book? <laughs> Well, it's true. I uh, people keep asking me, "Have you watched Game of the New Game of Thrones? Have you watched like anything that's not horror right now?" I'm not interested. Mm. October is 100 percent 24 hours a day, scary stuff, spooky stuff. Um, right. My office is <laughs> is it's dark. Scary. I can see that. Yeah, it's dark. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, my lighting's terrible. Um, but I my my office is nothing but horror movie stuff everywhere. So I just like to have my little mm. my spooky cocoon, and I surround myself with a um, all my Halloween posters and Evil Dead and the Exorcist and Franken Frankenstein monster up here. And so I just my my uh my my personal little go-to safe space is is just inherently spooky so no Andrea, it, it lends questions. itself to to reading a book like this <laughs> i've i have two follow-up questions yeah one yeah is do you by chance happen to have the criterion channel app you do you pay for that service i do not okay i don't know if they have a free trial but they do you should jump on yeah. it this month yeah. Because they're doing all like they have, uh, they do like curated playlists. They have 80s horror and like 30 great, you know, Criterion remastered 80s horror flicks. They're just the tits. Ice Cream Man, Sleepover Massacre. No, I don't know. They do have have Slumber Party Massacre. Those are are both actual Sleepaway (laughs) Camp. Yes, no, I know. I yeah, like great. Cat a... people, they got it all. Oh, um, cat people. Oh, cat people's well, on I HBO gotta... right now. Cat people's on HBO right now. I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. On well, HBO, they have the Tri-Tyrian remastering. Probably, uh, probably not. H- all right. I don't automatically uh, get like a, a thing of like brandy in my hand when I turn it on and be like, I'm watching Criterion. Uh, that doesn't happen. You do have two. Okay. Second question. <laughs> right. And this applies to you, Josh, for less so yeah. because you're not really a Halloween kind of guy. No. Um, I've been thinking about doing this of all the seasons that I want to uh, now they have some space. I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to put down roots. I'm going to have like, you know, I can have like those big Tupperware boxes where you have the decorations for different seasons in there, but I'm not really a big Christmas guy or like Thanksgiving. So I would start compiling Halloween stuff. Now, what I'm thinking about doing is I'm thinking about going like a classy, like a classy Halloween decor. So I'm talking about like framed prints of like horror movie stuff and like original art from this, but keeping it classy, not the stuff you buy from a store, but kind of uh, taking like wherever like a criterion, you have a, a criterion collection. A criterion, <laughs> like, yeah. a criterion curation of my uh, Halloween apartment. All right, yeah. I see what you're doing there, Josh. Yeah. And you know what? I like it. Mm. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, yeah. And so you just take off like whatever your, your, your living room picture is now, maybe it's like you and your family, like playing in, in like, uh, on a beach somewhere and you'd replace it with like, a uh, um, crystal Lake, you know, hand painted watercolor, (laughs) 
one of a kind horror convention print and then hmm. repeat repeat yeah. throughout the house what i like do you think that. about this i think you it's do a good this? idea I, I think it's great. Um, I I do have like decor that I've collected over the years from different stores and whatnot. I have some very old, like great pumpkin stuff and like uh, vintage looking things. But I actually like Halloween Three Season of the Witch is one of my all time favorites. And mm -hmm. it's I, I went to this Halloween Town store in LA and bought like kind of like the old timey like cardboard like hand like hang up little kids from that movie. Oh yeah. And I framed them and they're in my kitchen right now. Ooh. So like I fully embrace but like do they however stay there want. all year round or do no, they only come out? I got I've got command strips and I just like do a rotation. So that's I, the thing. That's the thing is like you can't have it too cool or else you're going to want it all year round it's not going to make it yeah. special but see i have another person in my home that is not very like he's spooky but during october and so that's why my office is like this if it were just me like this would be my world all year round but i mean yeah i think that would be like have stuff that's that's cool enough that you want it up to get yourself in the mood you know i still yeah. feel I, like i don't want like a porcelain jack-o-lantern i want like <laughs> legit stuff yeah that if you walked in there like oh is your house like this all year round I'm like no just for halloween no we want it very like yeah criterion cl cl classy, classy spooky in my house it's classy, i fully spooky. embrace that and we have like color-coded like black and orange like tubs the tubs like they're all labeled and everything's organized so yeah classy. i uh yeah classy, classy. so do it uh all right so this book uh tells the story of Denise and I don't remember her last name Denise Stock like Stoke did she Stockton? have a last name yeah Denise she Stockman. Did, yeah she, oh, oh yeah because she was in the movie, movie yeah yeah it's so Denise poster. Denise Stockman uh survived a murderous attack when she was younger 1981 uh, in 1981 uh before I was born and this is the story of like 25 uh, 15 years later I think so it's mm -hmm. 1996. Yeah, there's a lot of mid 90 references. Yes, 15 years <laughs> 15 years later, uh she they're on the 10th uh Snow Day movie where they made a or I don't know, it's SDX is the name of it. So, uh the Snow Day is a uh, a slasher franchise of films based on the murder that took place that like killed all of her her friends and her sister. Um, and it is very sort of scream. I know what you did last summer feeling the movie mm. is. And then the idea of like scream, is it scream two when they're making the movie about scream it's one? The, it's the very meta horror. Right. So, it's like, or is it, I don't know, scream two or scream three, they're making the movie. Scream, scream two is where two. they came up with, with stab the movie. Yes. Stab. Yeah. So yeah. this is. And then the last much. scream was like, like meta on meta. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was it great. Was fantastic. It was Highly great. recommend. Um, so. This kind of tells a story of her dealing with what I, it feels post-traumatic, stressy, feels a little, don't know if fever it's real, dream. fever yeah. dreamy, don't know if it's real. There is a snowstorm. She lives in New York now. There's a giant snowstorm coming and it is bringing up all of these memories for her, this PTSD of surviving this slasher attack at the same time there's a snowstorm and this movie's coming out she works for a magazine and the actress who plays her in the movie is is there so all of this stuff is piling on top of each other and we get a very snowy horror comic book mm -hmm. um so let's let's jump in 
to this this premise. Um, yeah, well, I, I was trying to think about yeah. that, and maybe you guys know, you know, of like all like the real life serial killers, and you know those kind of true crime like serial killer murder stories. I know there's true crime survivor victims, but is there and and in like Scream we have the the slasher thing, but has there been is there like a famous real life survivor of a serial killer that gets brought up a lot. I, I couldn't, I couldn't think no, of one I don't, that gets I can't created around. I can't think of it. I can't think of a slasher series that's been created out of an actual thing. Right. I mean, like, uh, cause I, I, cause I think if it's true crime, like people, like, I don't think people want to like victimize this person. <laughs> Right. And so forever we're like I, dealing with that in this too, right? right? Like continual victimization of Denise. Exactly. So the closest thing I can think of is like Zodiac. Like there was or like, like one the, or two survivors from that, but it was, I mean, they like the really million, like why are they household names? Let's exploit them. Let's exploit them. <laughs> or like the million, like we're on our 20 millionth Jeffrey Dahmer biopic, right? Or yeah, documentary. And now thing. he's just, he's getting Oh, that's from the comic apparently. that we read. Yeah. 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 Now it's a sexy Dahmer um, mm-hmm. on Netflix. And it'll be Dahmer in, Dahmer in space. Dahmer, you know, goes to hell. I like it. I like a dapper Dahmer. A dapper Dahmer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dahmer 19, 1925. Right. <laughs> yeah. Dahmer. Yeah. See, I'm Jeffrey Dahmer. Let me eat you. Right. Is he the one who ate people? No. <laughs> yes. Is he the ear? Uh, uh, you're yeah. talking about like, are you talking about Queer Eye for the Dahmer guy? Yeah, that's the one. Um, okay. Judges his sleeves before he murders you. Um, <laughs> so, I, ew. I, ew. Um, and this is why there's no true crime victims. <laughs> right. That's so. I this is this is an interesting take, and I, I'm curious for the both of you as you started this out because I think it starts pretty strong for what it is. I was interested it I mean and then it kind of goes off but at the very beginning how are you feeling about the concept of this the thought process of it as it's, as it's laying laying it out for as you start reading this story um I I agree I was like oh okay I'm into this it was starting pretty strong I did love a good I mean it was very much we're in the 90s and uh when you have a few um uh, George buys the marble rye or steals the marble rye, like Seinfeld, like yeah, references. like there's a couple of times where you're like hearing background conversations. Yeah, and I, th- I think it's designed to make you feel like it's she's overwhelmed and like yes, it's just, yeah, it's chaotic where she is because she's all she's doing is she's you know she her her boyfriend is just all that I'm just gonna say all the men in this comic are unnecessarily horrible, yes. every single one, and yes. I was like. What? happening so he's just rude to her she's you know it's snowing i'm freaking out he's like you freak out all the time it's like living with a six-year-old you need to chill out blah 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 and oh that line office. hit me hard yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, she goes to the office you're hearing all this background noise the 90s references i did love a um, a madonna evita movie evita reference. reference yep that was yeah delightful madonna but, um, she's gonna she's playing so she's singing she's playing some yeah, famous person she's in a movie. playing who and what musical movie or whatever yeah. it was so ridiculous but yeah it just so like i kind of was like all right like it's it's world building we're kind of getting where it was but then i just feel like it lost the thread a bit once we started time jumping or space environment jumping 
Right. I was really, I, I was really trying to figure out. So like it go, you end up in this thing where you're like, okay, is this really happening? No, nope, right. it's not really happening. And yeah. then it happens again. You're like, is it happening now? No, maybe first, it's not really happening. The first right? moment I felt that was the um, infidelity scene where yeah. he's like, I'm like, wait, is he, are they at this party? Is he sleeping with this other woman like in the bathroom at a crowded party like yeah. it just seemed really like okay this is a little strange plus like you didn't see you didn't see anything happen in that moment when she's yeah. there it's brought up later and it's in her head that it's actually happening right so i, I don't I even still think know that actually thing. happens i still don't know how this thing ends i we'll still get, know like <laughs> we'll, we'll get we'll, we'll get there we'll, we'll, get we'll there. hold it let's hold on to that yeah. and then we'll yeah I just I like someone to explain this to me. <laughs> I do. I really do enjoy the the premise of her freaking out and having these PTSD episodes of what happened to her, and that it's being brought about because of the movie and because of the snowstorm and all of these things. Because the jerk reporter who's trying to get her to tell her story, right? And who's like, and the weird thing about his daughter having spina bifida, it was just, there was just some weird stuff in here that I was like, well, that's a weird tangent, but whatever. Right. I'm going with it. Right. It felt very like, like a writer who would put that in. You're like, I don't, as what? Uh, I don't even talk about Josh. That's going to be my new edition monologue. <laughs> I think you should. I had a massage. And then I was covered body. in my daughter's shit. I was covered in my own daughter, my daughter's own shit. I need then this. splurt. I'm covered <laughs> in my like, own daughter's shit. I and that was, I think, the thing that got me was a lot of the, one. Every word out of the reporter's mouth was so like aggressively like like the first phone know. call when he's like, yeah, hey, he's it's like the final hey. girl. It's a very girl. scream, like, right? And then, yeah, it's very vital girl. My, my he apologized. Said, hey, what's your favorite? He apologized. Yeah, of course he apologized. And then proceeded to talk about his daughter, how he has to the graphic way he actually has to get her to go to the bathroom. Like I don't know, it felt like a like all of a sudden like a twelve year old boy was writing his, all his dialogue because it was just like so ridiculous. It just what was, sucks no... is that I know nothing about spina bifida. And now this is what I think is spina this bifida. Is what, this is what you know <laughs> it is. is. Yeah. This is what I will repeat at dinner parties when spina bifida <laughs> oh, comes up. I'll be like, not like your audition monologue. You know you have to massage a butthole for a yeah. spina bifida. But like, I I think what I'm what I'm what I'm really kind of like bummed out by, and I, I hate to say that because I Travis and I have a rule. Is, normally the, is that a butthole joke? Yes, uh, <laughs> Travis Travis and I have a rule on the show where we don't normally like to talk about books that. We don't right. love, right? Right. Um, because it makes it unfun. So I, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to shit on this on this book. Pun intended. <laughs> I don't want to massage the anus of this book to make it splurge. Oh! But um, what I what I do think I, I think like it had a really strong premise, and then this book is only eighty six pages. And Travis and I read a lot of books on here that can either be great, right? Because you get a controlled story you're in you're out and like you didn't like basketball heads yeah you didn't give basketball a lot of fluff heads. you didn't give yeah. a lot of fluff this probably needed another issue another 20 some pages to like let me figure out what was going on well and also i mean or hear me out like less chase scenes i feel like oh, there chase. was a I lot said chased. of chased <laughs> <laughs> more chase 
guys, I would like more chaste folks in this. She was a virgin I, until the until the Winter Man came. But I think, but I think that those are the. I think those parts are the best paced parts of the book. The running in the snow paced. is the best right, yeah. paced part of the book. But there's there's so many like that. It almost felt like filler when it got to a certain point because the rest of the story started getting a little muddy, I guess. So every time there was a chase scene, I was like, oh, well, I actually really would like to figure out this other part that I just read that was kind of confusing. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, so I, I agree. I, you yeah, know I, what I mean? Like, I, think to- I think tonally this book is great. Like I, we were talking yeah. about like, how, what do you do yeah. in the spooky season? I feel yeah. like this was uh, uh, good. And I know both of you guys read this before October. So shame on, shame on both of you. <laughs> I read it again last night. No, so. I read it again this morning and last night. Yeah. Just to make uh, sure I wasn't like super confused. Yeah, so I totally I think it works, uh, and I think the art helps that. We'll talk about it in a little yeah. bit, but yeah, yeah, yeah. there is the, there is this like M Night Shyamalan kind of twist thing they're trying to set up, which Josh was hinting at with the PTSD and the fever dreams. Mm-hmm. And you're right; I think it needs a little bit more fleshing out. Um, and I'm because it made me feel stupid. It made me feel like I missed something. Thank yes. you. Yes. yes. 100%. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go on this podcast and these dinglings are going to be like, well, you know, the symbolism of the, and I'm yeah. going to be like, I didn't see it, didn't hear it, didn't know. No, I'm like, yeah. I'm looking at gravestones like underneath light. Yeah. Like, maybe if I hold it to the light, there'll be a secret code, like a, like a, I'm like a zooming in, code that I have to click in. on to figure out yeah. what this means. I'm well, zooming like, on every detail of every picture, like every frame of it. And I'm like, there's something I'm missing. Mm-hmm. It's real, real uh, secret. And well, it's like I she's in the movie theater. She's seeing herself on the screen, like being interviewed, right? Yeah. Then it's like, I don't know. Like it's let's all. Just, let's, just, let's just talk about this. Yeah. And then we can get talking about like the Winter Man and like some of the cool things that they do well in here. So at the end of this movie, like we said, we don't. They've got the snowstorm, we've got the reporter, and we've got this new movie coming out. So those three events kind of converge to give her like a manic breakdown. And as the reader, we have the the villain, which is the winter man, coming into the panels of the comic. And we're not sure if this person really exists or not, or they're in their head. And we have people around her in her current life dying. We have, you know, like a real like chase scene. But then in the end where we, we would expect, you know, like the final girl to, to, to win is we have this burning down uh, theater that switches to the cabin from her past when he finally, uh, when he first attacked. And then we cut to this funeral. And then I guess we're supposed to assume that actually she never made it out of the 1981 massacre and then that but that's why i don't understand is this like a jacob's ladder situation i was literally just gonna you know? say jacob's ladder scenario yeah and i'm just like, just like yeah it, it didn't it there was there's like a missing panel or page or 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 comic yes. in there that that needs to explain to me the the so if you're going to do that kind of magical realism where like, okay, this person uh, died, but then they continued living their life. This, you need to have like a therapist that like has like a, like a line about that somewhere in there or give that to Spina Bifida boy who was like, oh, I just interviewed someone who claims yeah. they died like 
you know, 40 years ago. And, or have you ever heard this? Or if it was a movie, it was like, have you ever heard the, 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 the butterfly effect? You know, it'd be so, <laughs> but I also like later like she that. sees herself in the movie. I'm like, wait a minute. Is this stock? Is this the other, is this Lindsay Balfour freaking right. out? And, and it's not her. And I, that's like, what, cause yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No. And like, that's that I was trying to piece that together, but no, she's called Denise earlier by her boss. Like there's a scene where she's clearly like, called Denise because I kept looking I'm like okay maybe no one calls her Denise right <laughs> maybe I'm not you know maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong and this is the girl I'm and really glad we had the same journey here yes going so back and I, forth but yeah it, but it ends with like the scene and then her hand comes out of the grave with Sylvia with a quote from Sylvia Plath at the end and I just it was really hard for me to go like to square that page had you ended it with her and maybe this is like uh, maybe this is also too on the nose to end it with her being committed or end it with her in a, in an alleyway somewhere, freaking the, the F out. And like, that's it. This is done. None of it's real. Right. Or she did it. And so she's the one who murdered her. That would have been like and her and, and the girl, right. She's the one who murdered her boyfriend okay. and that other girl, all those things. I could have been like, Oh, she's wigging out. She's making these things happen it's not at, she killed the cop right she does all these things yeah but that's not clear either so i'm just it, no, i got and, so lost and i right, feel so like i'm, I'm the, gonna read this sylvia plath poem to you and you tell me if there's maybe this maybe it's the clue in the is this unlock it i don't think so death must be so beautiful to lie in the soft brown earth with the grasses waving above one's head and to listen to silence to have no yesterday and no tomorrow to forget time to forgive life, to be at peace, Sylvia Plath. The only thing that makes sense to me or like could possibly very genuinely do is to have the no epitaph? yesterday and no tomorrow to forget, yeah, to uh, forget well, the epitaph time. on her gravestone. Yeah, that says, I rend, I end, I live again. Yeah, so is she dead and this movie is the thing that's keeping her alive, right? Like, oh, that's not bad. Right, so is she not real, right? Yeah. She's not real, but because this movie keeps coming out, like the, the, she okay, lives. Okay, I think you may have nailed essence. it. Her yeah, that's not lives, bad. But she has a job. But, and this and guy. The, but the I, zombie hand too, the zombie yes, hand. I yeah, really, I thought that it was a really interesting line of questioning. Like, you can't say that you hate this movie. Like it paid for you to go to college. It did this for you. It did that. You have a great job. Like a really crappy thing for, a very reporter thing to do. Right. right? But here's the thing though. She, she never addresses that <laughs> you know what i mean like she's like oh so you're just gonna attack me for getting a bunch of money anyway from this traumatic event but i'm still gonna complain that it's a super traumatic event even though i'm raking in the dough on the side she never yeah. like addresses like like why she did it yeah ex beyond money so i'd be like well yeah like you are i am gonna ask you about this because it is kind of messed up but she never like well then she runs out it. right then she runs right. out she, and that's and that's like how she and has her weird, every scenario her weird she fever just, dream thing right. um, it's kind of like a maybe you think this is like a like a weird monica Lewinsky parable <laughs> no no i don't oh. not just even just you. Um, so I, let's let's talk a little bit about let's let's jump to art because I think we can I think we can all agree, Travis. You oh, mentioned be, earlier. Before, before yeah. we go to art, can we talk about the the the? Oh the, yeah, let's talk about the let's the, talk about the, the Winterman. The win let's I mean, talk Winterman. You yeah. you guys want to talk about Mister Freeze? Let's talk about Winterman. Yeah. 
Let's talk about Cold Boy. Let's talk about our Cold Boy, B-O-I. Um, I got a couple <laughs> of cold ones with the boys. This is the boy with which I have all my cold ones. Um, the so, boys, the boys. The boys. Uh, so let's talk good slasher villain, bad slasher villain. What does it remind I think you makes of? A good sla- let's, let's oh, get that's a, a good start what one. Makes a good, what makes Andrea, a good what makes, slasher villain? What makes a good slasher villain, Andrea? Oh, well, I mean, there's, I mean, I know I have my favorite one and I'm keeping it in my holster for Pitch Club. Okay. Um, oh wait, maybe we shouldn't talk about this. Maybe this is like a the pitch club conversation. <laughs> uh, maybe this is a better pitch club conversation. So let's yeah. just talk. Let's just talk about this guy. Let's talk about this guy. We'll just talk about this guy. Good or I, bad slasher? I, bad guy. I feel like we didn't we didn't get a whole lot with him because it was just the chase. That's all we really got. And then we got like a lot. I call him Mister Freeze because all of his dialogue was very Mr. Freeze level, like mm. cold puns and things like that. I call him Captain and Cold. Captain Cold. <laughs> your preferred, just, your preferred freeze, the ice theme. My villain. preferred frosty villain. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I, I, I felt like there was, I like, I wanted more of him. Cause like, we really, we know nothing about him. Like we don't like in a, t- and I feel like that kind of not going too much into pitch club, but I feel like that's something about, um that can either make like knowing anything about a slasher villain either make make can make or break it like michael myers we don't know a lot about him we know enough that like he's to scare us you know what i mean but this guy mm-hmm. like we don't like who is no he? motivation like, we have no motivation. no no if, but, like michael it, myers didn't have motivation yeah, you know the what first i mean time you usually see a slasher, it feels like they don't get like their motivation to like the second or third movie or, or about, like I know he, feel it back and you would find the, out the motivation. The Fisherman guy, and I know he did last summer. Did he have any? Do we? Oh yeah, because he got hit by a car, right? Because he got hit by a car, and they left. They him know it. it so. You know, it's what they did last summer. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> um, I, I really, I it reminded me very much of I know what you did last summer, right? But yeah. instead of Just rain, it's winter though. Like, Josh, yeah. this is winter, but it's winter. Yeah. So instead of rain, yeah. it's snow. Um, and instead and of a so hook, he doesn't have like a hook. Yeah, he's got a he shovel. Has, he's got a shovel. Shovel seems like a really bad murder weapon. I mean, he was. Oh. I think it was sharp. That thing was. Like, well, yeah, he was. Yeah, it was he, a javelin. It was a an axe. It was all kinds of different weapons I, all in one. Lots of but good onomatopoeia. Like splurch. That was a really good <laughs> onomatopoeia. Never once used as a shovel. No, when he pulls no, it I, out of the guy's back and it says splurch, it's good. But here's so the thing: like, it's not a snow shovel because no. you wouldn't use this shovel. In the winter, this is when no. you would absolutely not use this shovel. You're not salting sidewalks with this shovel, like yeah. If, no. if Kevin McAllister saw that creepy old man outside his his house Wait. shoveling with a real shovel, that, he had the same hoodie. The guy, the creepy, he has the did big hoodie. Practice coat. Are you we saying did. he's the? He's the, the winter man. man. Is the old man from? Uh, yeah. Home Alone? And if we if we would have just gone to church and watched his chill his grandchildren singing in the choir. They that's would have been fine. Be. They would the have been the South Bend right. Shovel Slayer. That's what. Yes. I was yeah. 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 At yeah. first, yeah. um, I went the Scranton Strangler, and I'm like, that's no, definitely not, not it. it. But I, I thought it was a, I, and it may just be the art that made it a good villain for, like, a good yeah. slasher villain for me. Yeah. So let's let's talk. Let's talk mm-hmm. art. Let's get into it. Um, far and away, the best part of the book. Far and away the best yes. part of the book. I think that I think the idea, the concept, really good. I don't think it was done very well, but the art is pretty great. Yeah, and really, I cold. think it, comes it felt cold. It did. Like, there was all these like cold lines, like the in the in the like watercolors. Like you yeah. felt that blue and those white like uh, mist when they're, when they're in the theater on every every panel. 
Yeah. When they're in yeah. the theater, it feels cold, right? It feels like there's no air conditioning in the theater, right? Or there's no heat in the theater just because the way they colored it. Um, it is a really great palette. I really do enjoy the kind of watercolor coloring to it. I think that really sets a mood. Um, it's not cartoony, but it's also not super realistic. Um, and the artist really sets a mood with, you know, what they're what they're doing with the colors and everything. They really do manage to set a mood um, when it's outside. The blood looks great. The color, you can see it on the boots. You can see it on the shovel. You can see it on the hood. Like all of those things play really They go well. really subtle with it too. Like it gets really faint. So it's like, like you can just see like residual splatter and these very yeah. tiny little bits and pieces. It really is cool. And the parts when it's that, gory, it's pretty good too. It's pretty good yeah. too. That's why I kind of like this book because I mean, cause it's so short, like short for, right. you know, a thing that it, if you look at it just as an experiment in tone in comics, it works. Yeah. Like it makes me feel cold. Uh, it, it's like, and not just because it is October in Germany and I'm already cold. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a cold <laughs> winter, guys. I'm not used to this. I came from like Guam and now it's like super cold. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm reading this book and being like, oh my God, this is going to be horrible. It's going to be miserable this winter. <laughs> the winter man's going to get me. <laughs> Down in your basement. Yeah. Oh no. But it works. I think it works totally. It works on, on that. I mean, I mean, it's it stinks that the the story couldn't sync up with that level of art because then you might really yeah. have a true holiday classic or just I, a, a true horror I, classic. I, it's on your just hands. missing like just a clean ending. It's missing yeah. a clean yeah. ending. And I think had I got that clean ending, I think I would. I think I. I think I could sing the praises of this book. I think the yeah. weird, like I think everything is meant to make you feel that this um, everything is stacked against Denise, right? Like the, the, the way she, she's being talked to, you can feel the stress whenever she's in any environment. And there's just all of these people talking. Um, she's, she's having to deal with all this. And so you can feel it all pile on her. So that stress in the writing is there, but then it just, it takes those the stress two, in the art is there too. Yeah. Yeah. It takes yeah. those two things that I just can't, let me ask, you, let me ask you this. I know we're kind of talking about art, but let's yeah. go back just for because what you said here is what if this story we didn't have any of the of them trying to bring in this kind of meta aspect of it, and it was everything was the same except there was no fever dream, there was no breakdown. It was just this killer showed up again, and at the end of the book, she final girls this this mofo, and then the story ends. It's just that clean traditional. Oh, I was in a horror tragedy. It's fifteen years later. He's coming back to me. Would that work for you as a uh, a classic, a, or does it have to have I, something new to the genre? Well, I think it's a I quick in and out. I think it'd have been good. Yeah. Well, and I think that those. I mean, you think about like some of the best horror. It takes place in one location. There's not a ton of characters. Like it's all driven by like this central story. Like so. I mean, sim for me in horror, like simpler tends to be a little bit more appealing. So if they did take that whole meta yeah. aspect out of it, I I would have let. Like I mean, I'm sure there'd be plenty of people out there be like, it's so predictable and boring. But if the writing is there, right? And this, you know what I mean. And that was the thing that kind of like lost it for me a little bit was the writing was really um not as strong um so if they did simplify the story then the writing would need to be stronger for me yeah um, I, I but i would I, have appreciated that i agree with you i just i think it just needed an ending where either yeah. it was real or it wasn't yeah. real 
and I could figure that out cleanly, right? Yeah. It had the whole thing with her being in the theater and then kind of waking up and seeing the cabin on fire. I could have lived with all of that had it ended back with her, someone finding her again in the snow in New York, Give, right? Giving us that touch tone of like, here is where you actually were. You right. know what I mean? Like, right. and yeah. Because I think, the second they brought in that act, the actress, uh, like the get, like they're we're doing the photo. Sorry, she's gonna be here. We're doing the photo shoot for the movie, and then she sees herself on the screen. That whole moment was right. like really, it, really confusing. I just needed something to hold on to. That. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> I I agree with you there. I agree with you there. So let me let me pitch let me pitch this ending. Let me pitch this ending. Are you ready for this pitch for this ending? I'm holding on to my butt. It's the it's the uh, newspaper art, uh, guy. He he desperately needs a story. His daughter has spina bifida. Oh, he desperately needs a story. So he's yeah. the one who's committing everything so that he can get he can get her firsthand account while it's happening again. Pitch that ending. That's the book. That's a great ending. So, so he's yeah. the Winter Man. He's the well. He's the the Winter Man died originally, right? Yeah. But no, but like he's. He's brought yeah. it back 15 yeah. years later because he really needs this story. He really needs I look, his daughter's tell. in a rough spot, right? Like really? he needs he needs a story. So I think for I me, I could get on board with that. That 100%. would have been an interesting way to do it. He's a creep. You get him kind of being a creep. He chases after her and gives you that slight, oh man, is it the winter man? No, it's just the reporter. But then he ends up getting killed. So it doesn't like, you know what I mean? Well, you know, there, if, that if is you something... do that, you just need some more another issue so you can have some more decoys added to it. There's only yeah. like three characters in this book. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and there are any and if they're men, they're all terrible. They are all, all terrible. The they are terrible. Police so, officer, all the crazies come out of the snow. This is crazy broad. I'm not gonna help you. But um, <laughs> that is interesting that you say that because um there's that moment where as if he's not terrible enough, the reporter asks her on a date. Right. And then she is immediately like, uh, I'm seeing someone da, da, da. and he's very quick to be like, all right, sorry. Da, 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 da. And he like, so I could see that as like, if he was the, the, this winter man 2.0 reboot guy, whatever, like yeah. I could see that him ask her on a date and either way he's able to like continue the story. It's just like, is he going to be on this date with her and continue the story that he's trying to create? Or is, yeah. is it like, you know what I mean? I, I always okay. think it's better to go like the seduction route first and then murder. And I think he was, <laughs> I think he agrees. He's like, what? before I murder her, let me at least like try, maybe I'll try to seduce her. Well, before her. I seduce like, her, nope. I got to tell her a graphic story about how I make yeah. my daughter poop. But yeah, after rate that. her. Be great. But- <laughs> Great okay. seduce murder. Those yes, are, that that's is the, the way. That's the way. <laughs> um, so let's just talk. Did either of you pick a favorite panel? Travis, do you got a favorite yes. panel? What oh, are you yeah. thinking? Uh, I I, you talked around the area. and I, I, I'm Andrew, go first, because I think I might have picked at least one of someone's favorite panels. And I will flash uh, on I, the screen I, if that is the case. I very much doubt that. Um, so mine is on 65, and it's the third one down. Cause it gave me classic Halloween, Jamie Lee Curtis, 1978 vibes. Um, and I really loved it. On what page? Describe it, describe it audio wise for our listeners. Um, I'm trying to find it first. Oh, because <laughs> I wrote it down. Okay. Is there it is. that one? Um, so it's, yes. Yeah, so she's okay. kind of, it's very shadowy. She's the, um, 
the winter man's kind of creeping down a hallway coming together and she's kind of propped up against the wall. She's got a knife in her hand, kind of covering like where her chin is. She's at like chin level and she's just like looking around the corner basically like waiting for him to come. And so I know that is like the most generic basic basic bitch like Warts. panel for a horror nerd, but it really captured it for me. It so that would well. be mine. That's a, That's yeah. one of my favorite panels art wise. Like it just- Yeah, art wise, exactly, yeah. Yeah. All right, Travis, what's yours? 76. Wow, really, theater. really near the end. Theater, uh, the top panel on the theater page. I'm waiting for Josh to look up here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like Love this one. It. I was also thinking about how many uh, climaxes in like horror or adventure films end in like a theater, like in Glorious Bastards. Josh and I read a book the other, like maybe like two months ago that ended in a theater. It works. I like it. There's a screen, there's like this canvas. It's right, like, there's this uh, big it's a, negative a, a space. canvas for murder. You get to use this big giant yeah. negative space in that picture, right? I and think it's that's... all dark shadow. Let's see the light on there. It's real yeah. sketchy. And well, looks I love like how the she's weatherman, real sketchy. Winterman has horns at that at this point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like that she's real sketchy, and then he's more like you a know, samurai. In the distance, he looks the... like a samurai. <laughs> or he's got yeah. like a, it looks like he's got a hockey stick, but that's just the shadow and not the, okay. Yeah. No, I really like it. That's a good one. Uh, let's see. Where's the one? Um, I'm going to go with like a real, um, on page, uh, 19 in your digital reader. Um, I'm going to cheat and I'm going to, I'm going to pull the top two panels as my panel. Um, it's her, it's cold. It's a really good breath coming out of mm -hmm. her mouth. And the panel right below is the dragging of the dragging of the, um, the, the shovel, with the sound, um, there's a lot of really good sound effects yep. in this book. And that's yep. one of them. He uses them really well when she's typing, when she, you know, like all of these little things, she hears the, that same scritch sound when the guy pulls the chair up to her later in the, when the reporter pulls the chairs, chair up to her mm -hmm. and like yeah. that freaks her out. And that's what really startles, startles her really quick. Um, so I think sounds are used really well in this book all right so to wrap I like up the uh, i like the opening of the uh the bottle or the can yeah yeah there's <laughs> lots of lots of good little sounds in there it reminds me very much like if you go read manga manga has a a, a boatload of those stupid sound effects everywhere Squeak. like yeah or if you like watch everything. batman 1960s yes. batman yeah. yeah um so i let's 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 pitch club it really quick let's let's wrap up this uh overall I think it sets a mood. I think a better ending would have made it a great book. But if you want to get spooky and also get confused, read it. Are we pitch club? Are we pitch clubbing this episode? Are you ready? <laughs> no, pitch? not at all. No, oh, I did not. Go ahead, keep going. I'll go last. Okay. All right. So all this is like truncated pitch club. This is truncated okay. pitch club, Travis. Yeah, this is a, this a whole is separate a... episode. No, no, no. This, this is truncated pitch club. So here's what it is. I'm not that we, good. <laughs> I, all I need to all we need to know is if you could. You're given, I don't know, either a single issue IP. up to six, yeah. a six issue miniseries to do with a horror film. What do you do it on? Why? What's your pitch? Who's your, oh, who's okay. Your, I, I, who's I your murderer? The premise for it. Are we, we're using like a, a, a previous murder IP yeah. and putting them in yeah. comics. Yeah. Correct? Okay. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. All right, Andrea, you said you were ready for it. You had one picked. I got to know if you yeah. could pick your horror. Who is your who's your slasher or your horror movie that you do this on? 
so I just to give a little background on this because I was actually doing some research because immediately this one popped wow into research. My head. Oof. I know, right? <laughs> what podcast I'm, am I on? This show, no. This isn't the daily, guys. What the? Yeah. Um. So I, this is a, mine. Has actually sadly been done already, but it wasn't like a very like it wasn't popular. It didn't, and I I feel like it could use some fresh, okay, fresh eyes. So, um, but mine is um because I just going through every boogeyman slasher. And all the movies I love, like I, I could do any of them would be great. But the one that I feel would be the most entertaining and lends itself to the best dialogue, to the most creative, like can be anywhere um, stories uh, is definitely Freddy Krueger and Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, I mean, he's he's the funny he's the funniest character. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. when we're talking about what makes an interesting slasher villain he's the best there is because there's so much to him. You know, his backstory, but also like his arc as all the movies go through and he just gets more and more like an old timey cat skills comedian. Like he just, he's the, just the best. And so I think and he's kind like, of fabulous too. He's always like, listen, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, and that's the thing is you could, he could be very of the moment mm-hmm. with things that he says and it and it would totally make sense he could have some topical humor or whatever and it would make sense but also like he's the most terrifying villain because if you don't sleep you die if you do sleep you die like you're you know what i mean so yeah. he, he's gonna get his victims regardless and also when you're in dreams it can be anywhere it can be anything and well, the kills can be so creative, you know what I mean? So I feel like there's just endless yeah. material. And that's what I like about that for a comic book, especially because yeah. even Nightmare on Elm Street is limited by like the CGI and the effects they can do. They do a pretty good job, but like you're just limited yeah. by pen and inks. You can really get into the Freddy world on there. And Freddy is the first slasher movie that I was exposed to. I think it was like a, I was like six or seven and my older sister was having a slumber party and it was Love one of those it. things you watch it and then it just terrified me. And I, it terrified me so much that I hadn't watched a Nightmare on Elm Street movie till this summer on the plane. I watched the first Nightmare on Elm Street. I, I avoided all of them because I was so traumatized as a child. And I, I thought, well, there's no safer place to watch a horror movie than on a plane. Because the worst thing that can happen is that this plane's going to fall out of the sky. Not that Freddy Krueger is going to get me. <laughs> Two, I'm surrounded by other people. You know, and any and, one of them could be Freddy Krueger. No, yes. yeah. And I was like, I was like, I'm like, and first, and uh, three, it, it was a 14 hour plane flight. I'd already slept six hours. There was no way I was sleeping for the rest of this fucking flight. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, I, it was really good. And I really enjoyed it. If it, 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 I'm upset that I waited so long to see it. And now I'm excited. I think this month I'm going to go see like Dream Warriors. I know that's more of like a kind of like a, that like, is- a like a Stephen King version of, uh, of, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. That is the best one. And actually, I am going on a bucket list trip to Horror Nights and to Salem and to Boston this week, next week with my best friend. And we're actually starting at Monster Palooza, which is a horror con. And we're meeting all the Dream Warriors. <laughs> Don't so, like, to pick up that Crystal Lake watercolor print. I know. If I find something real, <laughs> real arty, real elevated, I'll, I'll snag it for you. But yeah, the Dream Warriors, I, like two is okay. But three, man, Dream Wars is the best. I'm I'm excited for you to 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 watch it. So mm. you're gonna love it. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. I so for me, I've got like 
I have like two options. Not, I'm not really into slasher movies, not really into, you know, that's, that's not me. Right. Um, but I do like, I don't, I like reading. I, I don't mind reading horror stuff. I don't know. There's just something about like, and it's not that I, I don't know. It's just not my bag to like sit in a place and be scared for an hour and a half and be like, it's not his bag, baby. It's not my bag, baby. <laughs> Um, so I think what could be just an experiment in gore and, and in sort of like risque comic book would be Jason. You Manchi, uh, would, experiment in terror. Oh, sorry. Guys, I, it would, I, it, I, I it, stepped over your, it would be, it'd be Friday the 13th. It would be Jason. Oh. It would be, like that would be the thing where you could go stupid over the top. You can be gratuitous for the sake of gratuity in a comic book. You could play up, you know, you could put him, I think that what we've seen with Jason, which is either good or bad, either Jason's in hell or he's in outer space or whatever, like you can New York or he's in New York, you could put him (laughs) anywhere and it's dumb. And I think that you could, you could do that. I think what would be interesting is to do like a series of like camps and he just pops up at different places. It's not Crystal Lake, right? He's up in the mountains somewhere. Uh, He's in like, I don't know. It'd be funny to see him in Hawaiian shirt, like a camp in like Miami or something like that. Like just what if he goes to the camp? What if you insert him, insert him into a previously uh, uh, camp movie, Jason Nowhere movie, camp Camp Nowhere, or what's the what's the one with the fat the fat kids? Ernest goes to camp Um, and meets Jason, and Ernest scares stupid in camp. Heavyweights. Heavyweights, put him in heavyweights. Heavyweights. Right? heavyweights. <laughs> is that the fat camera? Yeah, it is. That's the one. Oh um, my gosh. But I just, I like, for me, that's the, like, you could put him anywhere and it's dumb and gory. And that just seems like that'd be a, that'd be a fun way to do it. You could just go, where's a place? Okay. Where could I do a camp? All right. This three, this three issues is him in, you know, Colorado at a snowboard camp, bro. Right. Or whatever. <laughs> and he's- and he's like just tromping through the snow and like or on a snowboard. He's not or on a snowmobile, Jason on a snowmobile chasing snowboarders or, down a mountain. Or hear me out, mm-hmm. he's at a hockey camp. That would also work. I was thinking like <laughs> if you put him in a concentration camp, he could teach in eighth grade lit. No. No, okay. No, not okay. No. Unless he's is he killing all the look, he's killing all the Nazis. Is he killing yeah, all that Nazis? Would, that's what I'm saying, man. Okay, that's what I'm saying. all right. Yeah. No, okay. I'm, I'm, that's actually not bad. That's actually, that's not actually bad. Jason Dachau. That might <laughs> he kills all of the Nazis. How yes. good yes. Whoa, yeah. what, a turn, what a turn. What a turn. Like that. Yeah, oh, this man. is why you don't put down an idea. We gotta roll with it, even the <laughs> Yes, and it's club. Yes, to and yes. <laughs> all right. That's it. That's the one. Jason is killing Nazis at a at a concentration camp. Love yeah. It. Love it. Yeah. I like it. But it's like so like the 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 they make a golem to like like there's a kid who makes a golem to like protect himself in the camp. That yes. golem is Jason. It's Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, for those of you who can't this is, see, this, which is, this is everybody, the greatest, Josh this is, is the greatest idea. That, this is the most expressive I, I've ever seen mm, you like physically. That might be it. That might okay, be. I'm holding off on this. This is going to have to be next year's podcast, so Josh, yeah. I can draft this thing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay, yes, all right. Yes, what's your who's, yes. what's your pick, Travis? What's what was your? Pick? Oh, yeah, I'm gonna I gotta follow Doc out, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna so be I let mentioned... down either way. Just go. Oh, yo, 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 yo. Okay, so I was just, I, and I was, 
legitimately listen to your pitches, which I was burning my creative thought time. <laughs> um, uh, I, so I mentioned Slumber Party Massacre uh, earlier in this, this podcast, and I saw that movie the first time like four years ago. I had so much fun watching it. I really love the kind of grindhouse aesthetic of it. So one, in this uh, Summer Party Massacre, there's, I think it's like three Summer Party Massacres, and they just redid it like in 2021, 2022. I haven't seen, maybe I'll watch that before Dream Warriors, after Dream Warriors, I don't know. No, Dream Warriors but, first. Yeah, Dream Warriors first. Um, sure. And so my pitch is that we're going to do Summer Party Massacre 4. Uh, but this time, kind of going off of what uh, uh, you were saying about what is it Halloween 2 or Halloween 3, the season of the witch? Halloween 3 is season of the witch. So like this branding thing. So Slumber Party uh, Massacre 4 is like Hasbro or game company makes a Slumber Party Massacre game to play at Slumber Parties. Okay. But in this, that. it's kind of like a Ouija board type thing. Right. Where if you do something with the board, then you, you summon back up this thing. So it's like, oh, the Summer Party Massacre is happens like that. Now, like this cold vice, we're going to take it and commodify it. And it's like, because what do you do at Slumber Party? You play games. You play games. You know, the, this would be playing games. pillow fights and eat pizza. What are you Topless pillow fights, lies of feathers, stiff. Lies of feathers, stiff as a board. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or like, what was mystery date? You get a little mystery date action going yeah. on. Girl in there. talk. Mom but yeah, exactly. Girl that It's going to be like that kind of game, but it's like to spook people out. But there's oh, some it. sort of uh, Ouija board-esque. Somehow the blood it. of the actual one somehow got menstrual, into- menstrual blood, menstrual blood, the puberty, it's a summer party. No, somehow someone throws a tampon on it because they don't know how to dispose of them properly, <laughs> and all of a sudden we get the summer party massacre four. So it's Guys, not like I am um, on it's fire with hot. ideas today. It's you are really fired. Like you're on you're hot. I, you're hot today. For I, me, it's kind of got like a child's play thing to it where it's like you've got this this very yeah. innocent thing or well let me try to clarify so is the game itself spooky and everybody knows it's spooky yeah because it's no. a slumber party massacre game or it's is a, it a yeah, regular game like a mall madness but it is it's yeah it's, like, it's like, a, like a like a mall madness but they kind of like okay. oh but like this is kind of like to creep you out like okay. ooh, there's you hear a knock at the door and footsteps yeah. and you're like ooh, okay. it's the drill man oh, like but then it's like cheesy but then well, I'm, I'm gonna keep the the other part of the pitch out of there for right now. It makes Josh uncomfortable. But something happens. No, I was trying to figure out like so. So think of it this way: I assume that they have, let's say, it starts with the they kill the slumber party massacre guy, right? He's on death row. They murder him. Some creepy, it's like, yeah, some it's like Jumanji creepy, horror Jumanji. Right. Well, some it's just like Chucky, like he's like Charles. Yeah. What's his spirit is attached to Chucky. Yeah. His so spirit like somehow, somehow gets into game. this one game. Not all yes. the games, just this one game. This one game. I don't know how I don't know how the plot device is going to get into this one game, but it's going to be good. The it's dad works there. at the, the dad works at the prison. He took one of the things away. His daughter was like playing like someone was playing the game. He's like, this is disgusting. And he took whatever thing, puts it in his pocket goes to work happens to be that's the day he's uh they're they're putting you know they're they're you know executing the killer the spirit gets if, into the totem oh and and because if, i want them i don't want them to be like a 13 year old so let's keep a like summer party massacre let's let's add some of the grindhouse sex to it like the like the 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 just 
uh, okay, now I'm getting too much into it. So they're like <laughs> 17 or 18 year olds, they're best friends. They used to be on summer parties and like graduations around the corner. So they wanted to throw like a good old fashioned kind of yeah. like corny yeah. send back to that. But this right. time there's like a little bit of vodka. They're playing yeah. the board games. They're in their PJs. It's yeah. all having a good time. And then boom, throwing some of Josh's element in there. We got ourselves a so, summer party massacre. Yeah, because like also like you could have the summer party massacre killer. He happens to be someone who maybe was an employee of the toy manufacturer yeah. or something yeah. like that. And then I'm thinking the game itself, like if it's kind of like a roll the dice and you figure out like it kind of unfolds, like there's different events that happen. And then those things are the things that actually start to happen to mm. the girls like at the it. party. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm all over this. I'm very excited. Yes. See, my pitch was just like, Freddie, do all the things that are Freddie, put them in a book. I'm happy. You should you have guys... put him in a concentration camp. <laughs> you, you should have brought the Dream Warriors he's, back. He's in the Nazis' dream. You should have brought and the. And he should've... kills all the Nazis. In the... You should have brought the Dream Warriors back. They're older now. They're coming well, back together for well, for a movie playing at horror nights, <laughs> and so they're all getting together. And boom. What if, what if, oh, you know what? They like, have to people, actually fight him. There's yeah. that weird thing where like, if you like, uh, it's like, you, you know, you master a language when you can dream in it. Right. Yeah. So what if like Freddie, like the American slasher is like a French person's dream. So all, all the bubbles are in French except for Freddie. And so there's like oh. this miscommunication. So Freddie's <laughs> quips, they land on deaf ears. They're like, uh, you know, like, pourquoi? Uh, uh, pourquoi? 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 <laughs> And he's like, bitch, you heard me, bitch. And they're like, let du fromage. I've expanded all of my French knowledge. Or like Japanese, nani, nani this guy. So it's just, said, the audience, bitch. it's just the audience reading all of Freddie's stuff and then just being like, oh, yeah. language barriers. Oh, language okay. barrier. Freddie can't communicate. He can't terrify if he can't speak the language. Yeah. He's like, this isn't as fun. They're not even scared. And they're not Americans. Like, he's not American. So, like, it's all like American things to scare him. He's like, I don't care about baseball. What is this? I don't understand. Yeah. You go to eat too much junk food and get fat. And they're like, well, who would eat this much junk food? This, this is unreasonable. This is- <laughs> I would not eat that. We only like, have three ingredients in our McDonald's. I don't understand. You're going you're gonna, you're gonna to choke on all these hot dogs. And he's like, I don't, yeah. who eats hot dogs? I don't. You're going to watch so much TV, your eyes are going to bleed. We don't, we, we don't even own the television. We don't even own the TV. We don't even own the What are you talking about? It's Sunday night. It's Sunday football, and you can't make it to the big game, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this is football you speak of. This is football, yes. It's violent. Our football games are more violent than your uh, American football. This is not <laughs> we, new to us. We have the hooligans at the football game. <laughs> I think Robert England would really approve of this and probably come back for the movie version of this. <laughs> it just doesn't work at Freddie in France. Mm. Freddie in France. France, baby. French Freddie. He's wearing the striped shirt. Yes, he does. Except this time he's, it's black and white. And then he changes a his hat to a beret. Oh! Yeah, he, he's trying to adapt. Like he's trying to adapt slowly. His his knives become baguettes. <laughs> he's got my oh. makeup on. Yeah, perfect, perfect. And then he starts Our to scare the shit out Freddy. of him. Uh, that'd be a great dream though like the person is like i'm trapped in a box and he's dressed like a mime and then somehow kills him the box keeps getting smaller and smaller exactly come on these are uh, 
Perfect. Perfect. I think we need to do truncated truncated pitch clubs from now on. They're much more fun (laughs) than the planned out series ones. All right. Oh, man. That was great. (laughs) Folks, thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, We've got another episode coming up at some point. Travis uh, has internet maybe next week. Tuesday. Uh, and we're th- this 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 show keeps the trucking. Yep, we're, we're eastbound and down. You know what? I think we might even try to squeeze in. Josh and I might throw in another uh, horror book because it seems like there's a lot of horror books and comics lately. There's no shortage. Yeah, of Joe Hill is books. cranking them out. So there's a there's a and ton of them to do. He's my favorite. He's my favorite mm. favorite. Well, his dad is my favorite, but I also they did do another basket full of heads. We could do basket full of heads. Wait, what? Yeah, it's like a refrigerator. Why do we do this cold body shit? Because we did basketball. Well, we still can. Read it right now. I'll see you guys in two weeks. Let's make it happen. I actually did another podcast, a Stephen King podcast. Uh, They don't don't do it anymore. We did basketball heads on that. So I've done two podcasts on basketball heads. I know everything. You're very full of heads. Uh, So if you want, we have, we could crank out another spooky book in like two weeks. I'm going to read basketball heads too. Electric I basketball. Would love to. I'm, so, I will uh, and I will. I'm going to read it this month because it's October. So, if you guys read it, so think of it this way: we could record, yeah. and this is behind the scenes baseball for mm-hmm. everybody listening to the podcast. The 23rd or yeah, 22nd. I like it, and I could do the well, Andrew, morning. Are you in town tonight? Or I, could do... I get back the 23rd. Are we willing to do? Ooh, I don't know. The next that know. would be like how we could do it on the 30th and drop it on Halloween. If we mm. do it, uh, we I can do morning on the thirtieth. We could drop Travis it rats. on Halloween. I'll do it. I'm down. All right. Are you in? Right. Okay. I love nice. a school night podcast. Well, no, it's Sunday. It's Sunday. Sunday night podcast. Sunday. 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 Yeah. That's what I mean. Right. Uh, I don't right. care. Well, we That'd could do great. it Saturday. Whatever works. All right, folks. You know, what? I might just take Halloween off. There you go. Do it. Thank you so much for tuning in. You Bitch. can find the podcast. <laughs> You can find the podcast on all your favorite podcast apps or on the website, comicexposure.com. I want to thank Andrea for being on the show with us and joining in in some spooky book talk. Remember today we talked about cold bodies out on Dark Horse. You can go check it out. It looks beautiful. It sets a mood. The ending's a little rough, but check it out. It wasn't too expensive. What is money these days anyways? What is $12.99? What is that? It's not enough gas to get you anywhere. So you might as well stay in your bed and read a book for twelve ninety nine. It'll cost don't you. Buy the 20, don't buy the twenty. Don't buy the the twenty two dollar hard. The, the yeah, don't get bag. it. Get it digital. Get it digital. Give give Amazon your money. I don't know. Don't give Amazon. Whatever. I would. I don't care. Whatever. You make your own choices. You're you're an adult. Um. So, <laughs> thank you for tuning in, folks. Have a good one, and we'll see you next trade. <laughs>